For this command is a lamp. This teaching is a light, and correction and instruction are the way to life. Proverbs six twenty three. Join Bishop Patrick Bruce of the Lighthouse Chapel International, True Vine Cathedral, as he brings you the pure, unadulterated Word of God. This teaching is anointed, practical, down to earth, and full of wisdom, and will refresh, energize, and bring healing to your body and soul. Listen to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray. Father, thank you one more time for the great honor, the privilege, the calling that has brought us here this morning. And for that purpose that we are gathered here, that you, O oh God, will speak to us. And I pray that you open every ear and soften every heart that we might hear and understand what the Spirit says to us through my voice. And I pray you bless us mightily this morning. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Great. We are on the subject of greatness because this is 2017, our year of greatness. And, um, my, my expectation is that this year you become a great person. You didn't understand what I said. I said this year you become a great person. Um, you must always remember that God created, not with his hands, but with his voice. And, and we are made in the image of God. And, and so our greatest weapon is not our hands that we use to work. But your mouth used to confess. That is why some people are really afraid of curses. Anybody who is afraid of curses, you are a wise person. Yeah, because curses are, are real. Tell me about curses are real. And so in that same vein, so are blessings. Blessings are also equally real. It, it, it means in the image of God, we have power to use our voice to create things. And, and what I am creating this, up this morning is that somebody here, this is the year of your greatness. And you will be considered a great person by the end of this year. An, an amazing scripture, Matthew chapter 11 and verse 11. Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, Among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. John the Baptist, you see, his name is John. And his work was baptizing. So he was called the Baptist as a nickname. And he became so great that I, I know somebody whose name is John the Baptist. His father has named him the whole thing, John the Baptist. How I many have heard some before? You also know one. Only this woman, you are special. Yeah. John the Baptist has become a name because the person was so significant. And, and Jesus here makes a very remarkable statement that John was a very great man, but notwithstanding, without cancelling, negating what he has just said about John the Baptist being a very great man. He, that is least in the kingdom of heaven, is greater than he. This morning, do me a favor and ask neighbor, my neighbor, what kingdom do you belong to? Heaven or hell? Ask neighbor, which kingdom do you belong to? Heaven or hell? What did he say? Hell. Heaven. You are in the kingdom of heaven. It, it means by that confession of yours that the least, and you know, in the kingdom of heaven, I know Bishop Dyke is there. Archbishop is there. So clearly, you are not among the top in the kingdom of heaven. Clearly. I'm also there. <laughs> but even the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater and John the Baptist. 
you are a great person. Oh, I said, you, are, you have been said to be a great person. Some don't believe me. It's normal. It's normal. You know, one of the one of the difficult things as a pastor is when you have to change somebody's mind over something he has believed for many, many years. When, for example, for many, 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 many years, many, 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 many years, somebody, I, I can use you, come, this girl, I'm not afraid of her. Many, 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 many years, they have told you you are ugly. You know fine. Your teeth like rabbits. Your ears like dogs. Your, what again? Your legs. Okay. For many years I've told you. Since you were in class 6, I've told you. Then one day, one boy will come. You are beautiful. I don't believe you. Oh, it's not true. Because you have heard for many, many years that you're not you that are like you. Your teeth are like what? Rabbits. Your ears are like donkey. And your leg is cake like, like this. And they have said it. Ah, that you have believed it. One day, one young man will come and tell you, Sister, you are beautiful. What will you say? Hey, stop teasing me. Because we have heard it for so long that we have believed it. And one man saying it once on one day will not change your mind. It will not change your mind. And that is why this morning, when I say that you, as incorrect as you are, you are greater than John the Baptist. Many, many don't believe me. <laughs> they don't believe me. They say, this my father. <laughs> I can't pay my rent. They don't know the shoes I'm wearing are foods. And the brazier too. Don't see, I will see why I bought it. And how I came here. Where I passed. They won't say. And, and so it's very difficult. To sometimes. Believe. These statements. Plus, the fact that as Christians, we have been brought up to believe in meek and mild, poor and humble. And, and so, we are, we are not into greatness as Christians. We are rather into humility. We are rather into trying to make ourselves little. And, and trying to make ourselves like nothing. And so, when we talk about greatness, many Christians have a feeling that you are, you are, you are, you are becoming carnal. You are, you, are, you, are, you are becoming, you are backsliding deep. And you are preaching some kind of doctrine which is humanistic. And that actually, we are supposed to be humble. Are we not humble? Are we not supposed to be humble? Yeah. We are supposed to be humble. But humility is not insignificant. We have made the two the same. And so your humility means you are nothing. And, and, and that is why sometimes as Christians we can happily justify our poverty. And when we are striving for wealth. We strive for it with our mouths, only in church, but we don't really work for, for money because we have an ambivalent a, 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 a mind that is twisted here and here, here and here. Money is good, but it's the root of all evil. Money, it will make you go enjoy life, but you may go to hell. Jesus said, 
Better to raise your hand and go to heaven than have two hands and go to hell. Better be poor and go to heaven and have money and go to hell. But better to be rich and go to heaven. Yeah. yeah. Better to have two hands and go to heaven than one hand and go to heaven and two hands and go to hell. No. Two hands and heaven. Yeah. And so we have, we have become a bit uncertain on, on how to handle greatness. And when Jesus brought up this issue of greatness, people kind of like overlook it. When we talk about prosperity, people, people accept it, but yet still, they don't believe it. Do you know how I know? Because after all the prosperity messages, look at you. Look at you. After all the I receive it, I take it, anointings, oil yellings, look at you still. Where is the prosperity you have confessed? It is because it, you haven't believed the message really. You have just acceded, you have just agreed in your mind to it. But you haven't believed really in prosperity. You are still just shouting, I received, I received, I don't believe. Do you know how I know? Because when you believe in salvation, you change and became born again. That's why you believe. And that's why when I ask you which kingdom do you belong to? Kingdom of heaven. Now and there you can say kingdom of heaven. Because you that change, you believe it came upon you, really. But the prosperity you have been confessing and shouting. See, let me check your handbag. Check your handbag and see what's inside. How much money is there? Find every sister's handbag and check and see. The bigger the handbag, the more you must search. You will see shoes and water and, 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 and ice block. Can you put? Can you put in, in, in some bags? But you don't see money. Even those who have ATM card, the card is fresh. It's not being used. Amen. And, and so many of us are not really certain about this idea of greatness. But it is not our doctrine. It is what Jesus said. Hallelujah. And that is why I embrace it when our bishop said that this year, 2017, is the year of our greatness. This year you will be great. And those who believe it will see it physically, practically in their lives. This will be a turning point here in your life. You'll be great. I said you'll be great. Somebody you buy a car. You, you buy a car. You buy a car. Not from the fire runabout. Not from the fire runabout. The fire runabout here. There, you can get some there, 5,000, 4,000, you can get any kind of car there. No, no, no. May you buy a car. Yeah. And may you build a house. Yeah. Because I'm ordinary. And I have my house. And it's my father did not give me the house I have. And I'm not, I will not say I'm from a very rich family. I will not say that. But what I will say is God opened the door. May that same God open a door for you also to enter into greatness. I didn't have land. But again, God opened the door for me. And He took me to a place where they were selling land. I hadn't planned to buy, but God led me to a place where they were selling at the time I had. May that same God lead you to a place where you can buy your own land and build your own house. So that you, in your lifetime, not that you have built your house, but you will build a house 
for your children. You see, you didn't say amen. You see, you don't believe me. You see, you are thinking, me, myself, now, nah, my own house, I can't see it up. Me, myself, I'm not seeing progress in house building projects for myself. Now you are talking about building a house for my children. It is a good man. Are you a good man? Are you a good man? Are you a good girl? Bible says, and the good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. May you qualify on that scripture to leave a house for your children. Amen. 2017, our year of greatness. Amen. One, this is God's intention for us. But one of the obstacles, one of the obstacles which, there are many obstacles which are in our way that keep us from becoming great. Um, many of them. One of the obstacles is a lack of discernment. Lack of discernment. Discernment is the ability to recognize something before it is complete. Before it is clear. Discernment. That something, before it is fully exposed, you see and know this is what's happening. Discernment. When a young lady comes to you and she's trying to become your friend, you must discern that this girl is somebody's sugar baby, no matter 17 girlfriend, and she's trying to pass the pregnancy onto you. You must discern. You must discern. Amen. If you are a girl, you too you are a girl. When a certain handsome, thick, tall, well-built young man comes to you and is giving you some nice smile, you must discern the man is equally positive. Yeah, you must discern. Don't wait till after two or three rounds and you have brand new stomach. Then you go and check and they tell you. No, you must discern. Amen. There are a lot of things you will not be told in this life. You must know them. You must know that this thing, I, I can see it and recognize it even before it happens. And the inability of many Christians to discern is to see something. To see something before it has happened fully is costing us. Costing us and making us unable to become great. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so this morning I'm sharing with you how to recognize the small beginning of a great blessing, a great life, a great career of greatness that God is going to bring into your life. Hallelujah. Why, why, why do I say it requires discernment? Because naturally, nothing big, nothing starts big. Everything on this earth starts small and grows. Turn to Job chapter 8. Job chapter 8 and verse 7. Very well known scripture. And it says, Though thy beginnings be small, though thy beginnings be small, though you are small today, though you are looking today when second hand used, living in one room, no toilet, no kitchen, you have to cross the road to your friends, have to go and toilet and bath, though that is where you are, that's your beginning. Though your beginnings, you are eating a certain kind of food you don't like. That's your beginning. Yet, your last time ends. By the end of your life, 
you will have a better life. By the end of your life, you have your own house. And your bathroom will be bigger than your former house. Your kitchen will be somebody's apartment. Because at your latter end, you will be greatly increased. So right now, you are working. Oh, tell somebody I'm working today. Look at my shoe, dust and, and, and pieces. Hey, if it rains, you see mud on my shoe. I'm working today, but I will not always work. But I will not always work. My day will come when I will drive myself to church. My day will come when my children will be driving a car to school. Right now I'm in a one room, me and my wife, three children, and the dog and the cat. All in one room. No problem. Tell us about no problem. No problem. A day will come. I said, a day will come when my house will be a mansion. As you sit here, you have no passport. Say, don't worry. I said, the day is coming. When, when they say America, I'll say, I'm tired. I can't go again. I'm tired. I can't go again. America. Ah, why? I'm tired. One day I was traveling somewhere. Then a certain man came to the window, immigration window. When I put my passport down, it was lying there. Then he came. Then he put his passport down. Pam. When I said, about ten passports stapled together. Hey! Ten passports. I said, brother, why are you carrying this weight? Why are you carrying this weight? But he has traveled. May you travel like that person. You will go and come 10,000 times. 10,000 times. Amen. Don't thy beginnings be small. It doesn't matter what you are today. Doesn't matter what you are wearing today. It doesn't matter where the shoes came from. It doesn't matter how you came. Whether you walk, or for taxi, lift. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you you have eaten or you eat. And we are not fasting. It doesn't matter. It's just your beginnings. It's just your beginnings. If you are small today, don't use this one as the basis to cancel my preaching. Don't say, look at me. You are saying greatness. You are saying, build a house for children. This man, pa, doesn't know where I live. My house is a zingle tree. Do you know a zinglechu? What's a zinglechu in chief? Chance to die. Yeah. My house is roofing sheet on the top. And every side is a roofing sheet. And the back wall is the neighbor's house wall. That's where I'm coming from. This man, he is saying that we should build a house. Does he know? Does he know how hungry I am? He's saying that one day you buy a car. Does he know that even right now, if I get 10 cities, I like. I like. If I get 10 cities, dash me 10 cities, I like. It will make a difference in my finances if you give me 10 cities. And he's saying, car. This man, he doesn't understand Ghanaians and preaching. But this man, he understands power because he also understands that what we have today is just the beginning. It's just the beginning. It's not the end at all. It's not even midway. It's just class one. At class one, listen, if you could employ a class one person to it, you are not white. Class one, nobody will employ you. 
you are good for nothing. Just entertainment for your parents. But it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Because what I am talking about today is your latter end. Is your latter end. It shall increase greatly. Amen. But the key I want to give you this morning, the chapter four. Who has despised the day of small beginnings? And that is where this morning I want to catch you. Those who have despised. Despised means to look at it and throw it away. I don't like it. It's not worth anything. Despised means that it's not something that is worth talking, keeping, valuing. So despised means that it has no value in my eyes. And, and so a lot of us, we have fallen foul of that scripture in Zechariah. We have despised the day of small beginnings. But you see, let, let, me, let me explain to you something. Okay, young men, please sit up. Two young men, sit up, sit up. Yes. You know, when we talk about um, those that have beginnings be small, Elisha, Elisha, the prophet Elisha, one of the uh, great prophets in the, in the Bible, his beginnings, look at Second Kings chapter 3, Elisha, his beginnings, Second Kings chapter 3. And verse 11. And Jehoshaphat, he said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord, that we may inquire of the Lord by him? And one of the king's servants said, Here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, which poured water on the hands of Elijah. When they use the phrase, he poured water, on the hands of Elijah, he was Elijah's servant. He was the, the house boy. Do you understand house boy? Are you here this morning? The house boy. What I'm saying is very important. Please pay attention with me. He was the house boy of Elijah. It, it means Elijah, when he ate kinky and fish, he would sit down and stretch his hands. Then Elijah, Elisha would come and pour water on his hands. And then he washed his hands for him. I remember secondary school, the seniors, when they eat, they just do this. And then you, the former boy, you, uh, stop, get up, come up, then wash my hand for me. Then you wash the hand. Then pour water on it. Then I'll check. Any kinky. Kinky! Because I'm a senior and you're a former boy. And you are pouring water, washing my hand. And in, that, in this relationship, you are a servant of the man of the senior. Do you understand? And that was Elisha's beginnings. His beginning. No former boy feels proud. He's in form one. You are trying to dodge seniors all the time. You are going to ask you, you're going to prep, you are going to any way to escape. Because you are the servant of the whole school. And that was the beginning. Of Elijah, Elisha, as a servant to Elijah. Look at Joshua, Exodus 24. Look at Joshua. Joshua was the man who did what Moses was not able to do. He led Israel into the promised land. Moses took them out of Egypt, but they got as far as the Jordan, and God told them, You will see the land. Go to the mountain, you will see the land, but you can't enter. No, no, no. But I will take of this young man, he will become a great general, Joshua. And he will be the champion who will divide the promised land among the twelve tribes. It was Joshua who was the champion who conquered the promised land. Exodus 24 and verse 13. And Moses rose up, and his minister 
Joshua. No, when you hear minister, don't think of minister of finance. Don't think of minister of house and work. Don't think of any minister of... No, no, no. It's not a minister. It's a servant. Amen. It's a servant. That is why in the U.S. they don't use minister. They use secretary. Secretary of foreign affairs. Secretary of state. Secretary for houses. They use secretary. And, and you wonder who the secretary is. Any, any big man you know, minister, director or something, there will be some young girl around. Take, take your pen, take your notebook, take your handbag, following her. Who's the girl? That's the secretary. She's just walking around. Then say, I want water. Then find water for me. Then she will run and go and bring water. Then she say, okay, listen, I have a meeting tomorrow. Write down notes. She says, she has no brain. She's just there to write and to do the work. Hey, secretary. That's all she does. She's not a proper person, the secretary. Amen. It's a low-level worker among big men. And that was Joshua. He was a worker, a, a, a servant with Moses. Moses was a man of God. Hey, Moses. Hey, Moses. Tell him neighbor. Tell him Moses. Tell him only he. He told God, I want to see your face. Hey, what kind of person are you? And Joshua was a servant. A servant of the man of God. How down to the beginning? Amen. Listen. A third person you want to consider is David. David. First Samuel chapter 16 and verse 22. David was brought into Saul's house because Saul had some mental problems too much stress Saul was under pressure and when the stress comes he behaves abnormally he can't sleep he becomes hyper he's just agitated and he said oh you need to play music and, and he, had, he had nobody and he said find me somebody who can play music find me somebody anybody who can play music and, and, and that was that was David's key to greatness the small beginning the small beginning of David as the houseboy of Saul hallelujah let me explain let me explain you see, let me use David as the case study for this morning. David began life as what? As a shepherd. A shepherd boy far outside in the field, walking with the goats and the sheep up and down, going back and forth. Nothing, no future. You're, I mean, if you are a shepherd, your future is to become a shepherd and have more sheep, have other flocks. And that, I mean, I, I, you, you're not going to become a great person. You are a shepherd. And one day, God began the journey of David's greatness by promoting him from being a shepherd to somebody's houseboy. And, and you see, David had discernment. He wrote many psalms to talking to God about things he, he imagined. He had discernment. He saw that this step of being somebody's houseboy is not a demotion. It's not a demotion. A, a, a lot of us, we, we view this work of being a houseboy or somebody's gardener, somebody's security as inferior. I have, I have many friends who are looking for house help. You won't believe it. Almost impossible to get one. You won't believe it. 
to get a house help now. Get a, a, a young lady to come to your house and help you in your house doing cooking, cutting onion, tomato, hold the baby, I'm going to wake up to get someone to come and be a house up in your house now. Almost impossible. You must go to Tawale somewhere and even there, when you go there, you will get because it's like, I don't want this job. I don't want to be anybody's house girl or housewife. I, I don't want to take such a low job. That's a mistake. That's a mistake. Because that is the stepping stone for David out of a certain bad area of being in the wilderness with animals, lions, tigers, bears, where he was bears attacking him. And you're now being brought from that dangerous place into a house under a roof. Say you won't come. Hey. You, you are living at a place in the house with your parents where food is a problem. And you are being brought to somebody's house to take care of her baby. And say you won't come. Please wake up that guy. And you say you won't come. You are being relocated out of an area where there is no future. No future. And you are being brought to be put among a man whose children speak English. And you say you won't come. Hey. You have good discernment. You are being relocated. You are at a place where all the girls there, by age 13, they are blown or being blown. By 15, they are pregnant, one, two, or three. By 18, they have stopped school and they are trying to mind themselves anywhere. And you are being relocated out of that place into somebody's house where you can work with their children and learn some one or two French words. Hey! You see that? Oh, they are lowering me. They are lowering me. When somebody says, come and be my gardener, come and weed my garden. Eh, me. I be gardener. Me, look at my face. You, you think that I be, I, I'm the gardener. And then this man should go to work as a teacher. This man should go and uh, this man should go and work here. And me, I'm the gardener. But you don't understand that you are being delivered from being among friends who are equally useless in their future. They are not going anywhere. They are arm robbers, pickpockets, uh, drug control driver, mate, taxi driver. You are working among them and they are lifting you from that group to set you among a people who go to school. They go to school. You say you will come. I'm a driver. I'm a, I'm a, a, a security man. I should be at the gate. When you come, Papa, and you open the gate. Me and Mr. Dana. Yeah. You understand? You understand? God's actually delivering you. He's actually delivering you. He's actually removing you from a place where there's. You see, you must check. And, and know that in your house as it is now, there's nobody who can pay school fees for you. You must check around and look and see of my family who is there, who himself has gone to school, who will appreciate school and the sacrifices it takes to pay school fees. If you haven't gone to school before, it's very hard to pay school fees. It's very hard. And you make all kinds of excuses. Oh, no money, rent, and other things. Actually, you don't believe in this thing because you are something also. And God knows that where you have been set and placed, there's not much future there. There is not much future where you are now. There is no much chance of being doctor, lawyer, engineer where you are now. It's little chance. It's not likely that where you are now, among people who are just living, uh, going to the 
the, the area to go and play the football with the, the hand football, that, that kind of using the ball, that thing. Huh? Contest ball, that, that. You, you are going to, you are, you are among those guys playing, going to the, 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 the comm center, the education, the entertainment center, playing those games, you are among guys who are in that place. There's no future. And God says, I can't see that these guys here, they're not going anywhere. But you, by the grace of God, you can be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer. But this guy, taught for me. This guy, uh, Peter. This guy, uh, what? Mason Carpenter. This guy, Dropout. This guy, I'm about pickpocket. This guy, I have no future. But you, I see hope in you. God said, listen, this guy, remove him. Come, I'm taking you somewhere. But where can I take you to this house? There's nowhere here. Okay, okay, you don't have a job, but this lady is a doctor. She was a houseboy. Just go and stand behind her and say that I'll be your houseboy. That's Oh, you are being separated from these guys. Separated. Separated from boys who are just driving. To be split among a new group. That's how come David could become a king of Israel. He grew up in the palace. How could he be king? How can a village boy become king? No, no, no. He grew up in the palace. And God has lifted you from here. And set you here. And, and you see, ask your friends here. Which one of you, do you know a doctor? Which one of you, can you go to community and then ask for somebody by name? But as you are here being somebody's houseboy, gardener, shoeshine boy, by every morning, Madame Sa will come. Hey, Kwame, polish my shoe. Hey, Madame Sa, you are talking. When you ask her, Madame, my stomach, she will say, come and see my office. As you enter the hospital, where are you? I'm going to see my madam doctor. Hey, come, come, come inside, come inside, come inside. And all your guys are outside. You can't see that is the beginning of your greatness. You can't see. You can't see. Many react. They say, well, I'm being disgraced. I'm being humiliated. They are making me, they, they think that me, I'm nothing. When they want to look for houseboys, they didn't call this man. They didn't call this man. They didn't call this man. They want houseboys. They didn't call this man houseboys. They didn't call this man. They didn't call this girl. They want houseboys. They look out. They came and called me. I'm the houseboy. Because you are the one that God is lifting out of a certain area to plant you in a new area. You are the one. Not this guy, he's not a houseboy. He doesn't, he will have houseboys. You are the one. It is your, you see, you are the one who must recognize the small beginning of your greatness. You must see that God in coming to catch you from here to make you somebody's houseboy is not a curse. It's a blessing. It's a great blessing. It's a life changer. It's going to lift you from poverty and set you at a place where now you know Richmond. One day I was talking to those who are around me. I said, listen, those who are around me, by just being around me, you know all the bishops. All the bishops, you know them. When they come to my office, you, you can't come there because you don't serve me. And those who bring water, they come to, they know all the bishops. One day, one of my small girls, she went to, she was in Accra. Then, then she saw Bishop Ogo. Then he said, hey, I know you. She was with her friend. Then I know you. I have eaten your food before. Yeah, she was cooking in my house. You say, I'm near cook. I should go and cook. You are, I will cook, then you will sit at the table and eat. Big men are eating, when you are fish eating, you clean your mouth, then you are eating, then I'm in the kitchen sweating and cooking for you. You can't understand. That when the food is cooked, somebody must bring it to the table. And God is taking the, taking the opportunity to make you bring your face. Bring your faith to come and serve a certain man water. Serve this man water. Just serve him water. Then you have, you have brought your face to see his face. And you have seen your face. Then you say, ah, nah, 
Don't he have sister? Where's his sister? He doesn't have small sister who can also do the same work I'm doing. Sister, but the day you are in the queue at Confanochi, and you see that queue, 25,000 people queue. You are there, endless queue, and they are cutting at the front. When you are there in the queue, then the doctor will come and pass. And as he's passing, he says, Ah, but I know you. Come, 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 come. Come, 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 come. You're, you're, you're serving water. I said, You're serving water has brought you into greatness. But you can't see it. And as you are, and, and you see, when, when you come to save water, and you are squeezed of it, squeezed of it. Your squeeze is not, it's too nice. Squeeze your face. And then when they are, when they are sitting on that, step on that, I just sit, sit, sit. Then, then, see, you, why are you laughing? Your squeezing is not, I want a hard face. When you squeeze, and then when you come out, the man will say, you're also bored. What girl is this? I, I won't drink again. Then he'll go. The day he's passing, he won't recognize you because he didn't see who it was. He won't look at you. But as he sees a nice smiling girl, he wonders, oh, what a nice girl. Smiling, oh, humble, smiling. And that day, when he's passing, and he sees, ah, I not, uh, am I, you are my, come, come, come. The beginning of your dream. The beginning. Of your greatness. That is how God is going to lift you up. Amen. That is what Jesus said. You see, we don't understand what he was saying. We don't know what he meant. Matthew chapter 20. When he said... twenty-five. But Jesus called them and said unto them, Ye know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise authority over them. Remember over them. Then he says, But it shall not be so among you, but whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. You cannot show 27. 27. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. You don't see how serving can be a key, but I tell you, serving can be the greatest key to your greatness. It can be how you enter that road to greatness. It can be your ticket away from poverty. Serving. One day, this certain man was very ill. He was dying. And he died. He died. When he died, all the people there were very sad and very disturbed because the man had small children. And they were like, what will happen to the children? And the doctor said, Listen, Mr. Pastor, I'm now being your pastor. He said, don't worry too much about this thing. The person said, hey, a man, a father of small children has just died. You are saying I shouldn't worry. And the man, and the doctor said, no, no, no. Listen, my father died when I was very, very, before I could walk, very, very young. And, and because my father died. That is why I'm a doctor today. He said, if my father had not died, I would be a farmer in the village. I was going to be a farmer. I was the first born to be a farmer of my father. And he died. And because he died, my mother couldn't take care of me as a little baby problem boy. So she dashed me to my father's brother who was staying in the city and that's how I went to school by just being dashed 
to somebody's boy in the city. And from there, went to school, primary school, secondary school, university, doctor. Here I am. Sometimes, what you see as a problem, as a demotion, as a bad thing, it is the small beginnings. It is the small beginning of the greatness God is going to do in your life. And this morning, I message to you, don't despise it. Descend, descend, understand. See that everything that happens to you, God is doing something. Many times we despise all things. I have told many guys, come and work in church. Come and work in church. Come and work in church. They don't come. They don't come. It has been a church toilet. No, I will clean it. Church grounds. Before the students came, nobody would weep. It would grow. I could grow a forest here. Church things. Nobody would come and work. But you see, you, you don't understand them. You don't understand that church is one of the places where as we are walking around here you are mixing among great people you don't understand that a lot of people who are here sitting down coolly calmly in their corner their bankers managers university staff people are sitting down headmasters they are sitting down quietly coolly in their corner you see somebody there coolly. He's not saying anything. He don't know who he is. He too, he doesn't know who you are. But if you would come and show yourself, make yourself visible, make yourself friendly. One day when you go to the bank and you are in a long queue and the bank is going to close, then the manager will come out. Ah, manager, this man is in my church. Ah, that's your key. That's your key. It is your first step to greatness by humbling yourself and coming out as a worker, as a servant. May you not miss God's way. May you not let God have to bypass you and find another person who is willing to be a servant. May God not bring you to a place where He will say, Hey, your face is too squeezed. It's okay, go back. Because there are cosmic anger and irritation around. May God never have to change his mind about you. But may he always be so happy that I gave you that chance. When I gave it to you, you took it. And you are now turned into somebody very, very great. May you become a great person in this house. In the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter where you are today. Doesn't matter how low. Doesn't matter whether you are an orphan, your uncle staying with your uncle. Your it doesn't matter whether your grand auntie, your auntie has made you to their house. Your ten children don't sleep, and you are sleeping. It doesn't matter that way. I stay right now. You feel like there's discrimination. No, no, no. It doesn't matter at all. Rather, God has lifted you from a far place. And brought you close to where the greatness is. May you walk on that road. Don't be a difficult worker. Don't be a squeeze faced, rebellious, quarrelsome, cantankerous, unfriendly house help or house boy. Don't, don't be. No, no, no. And don't be the one who will say, No, I won't go. I will stay where I am. Only for this it is tight. It's too little. I'll just be here and pick my nothing. No. Don't be that one either. Be the one who will say that this is my first step. This is the first step towards greatness. My first step. You may wonder how will I be great? How will I ever build a house? How will I ever come to become a graduate? Because in my house nobody has gone to school before. God has a plan. I will take you from among illiterates. Among illiterates. And I'll come and put you among graduates, 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 doctors, engineers. I will come and put you at a place here. Leave all those small girls who are pregnant at 13, all the men. 
these men's toys. Leave all those people. Leave them. All those who are just there. God says, sit down. The khakis are there. You can just practice holding khakis. And sit down. And, and, and sit next to big men. And then, when you say, tend your neighbor. And tend your neighbor. The doctor, you are telling you. And then you say, look at my face well. And then, tend. And then you say, tend and look at the Tend the person behind you. Then you see there's an engineer who will build a house for you in front of you. And then when you look around, God has set you in a place. How will God make you great? By a small beginning. By a small beginning. Small beginning. You become great. This year. This year. You will be great. I said you start schooling this year. Your greatness will start this year. As you walk a certain road, God will bless you. Put your hands together and God bless you. Oh, shall we stand to our feet? This morning, pray for yourself. And this is your prayer. May my journey begin. May my journey begin to greatness. May it start. Just people yourself. Lay your hands on your chest, land on your head, hands anywhere at all you like. It will start today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, paper, I can't hear you. Paper is low. Paper is low. I shall become great. I shall enter into greatness. In the name of Jesus. This afternoon, you want to bow your head. You want to close your eyes. And you are here. And you are not close to the Lord. You are here this morning and you know deep in your heart you are not born again. And you are not sure where you would go if you should die anytime soon. You are here this morning and you really don't know how to find God. You want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to meet Jesus and have Him as my Lord and Savior. If you are here, wherever you are, that's your prayer. Wherever you are, give me a favor. Just take your right hand. And say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to give my heart to Jesus. I want to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to know for sure that when I die, I'm going to heaven. Wherever you are, get your right hand up on high, up high. You want to give your hand to Christ to Jesus. You want to say, Lord Jesus, please take me to the place where you are. Thank you. I see your hand there. God bless you. I see your hand. Listen, give me a favor. Just come to the front now. Just come to the front as you, as you say. Let's just come. Put your hands together properly. I want us to pray, all of us who are here this morning, to pray together. If you are already born again, let it be a prayer of rededication. That Lord, I want to reaffirm my faith and my belief and my trust in you. My brother, please pray with me as we pray. Dear Jesus, today I come to you just as I am. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross to buy my pardon and to save me from death and hell. This morning, I pray, change my heart and give me a new heart. Write my name in the book of life. From today, Jesus, I will serve you. I will follow you. And I will live for you. And you are now my master, my Lord, my Savior, and my best friend. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus 
to die for my sins. Today, I am born again. And I will live for Jesus for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Father, thank you so very much for my brother as he stands here to confess you before this house. I pray, Lord, that you receive his prayer answer it, granting him salvation. Mark him, seal him with the mark of the Holy Spirit. That from today forever, he will belong to you. Lord, thank you that from today, we are sons of the Most High God, citizens of heaven, and the ones that Jesus called his brothers. Bless and keep us all in Jesus' name. We believe the word of God has come through to you. Join us at the Lighthouse Chapel International True Vine Cathedral, located at Bantama, behind the Confident Eating Place. Listen every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. every Tuesday. Stay blessed.